Score Innovation Podcast. Welcome to the Score Innovation Podcast channel for a new episode. My name is Will Bird, Senior Associate on the Score Ventures team. Score Ventures, we invest in uh, startups that are strategically relevant to Score and or our clients. Today, joining me on the podcast is Randy Liu, uh, Head of Ventures APAC, who's going to share some really great insights with us. So welcome, Randy. Um, really excited to, to chat with you today. Um, to kick things off, perhaps you could share a bit more about your personal background and what led to your transition to ventures. Yeah, hey, Will. Thanks uh, very much for having me today. So a, a quick intro um, about me. 22 years now um, working in the insurance slash uh, reinsurance industry and for close to 20 years. I, I worked in the catastrophe modeling and pricing space. Then in April last year, I, uh, I made the switch to join you and the ventures team as well. In terms of making this transition to ventures, I think, um, first of all, um, it just feels like the right time. Um, InsurTech, you know, I feel like it's already making a big difference across the insurance industry. And since I joined the team and started, you know, kind of doing this job on a full-time basis, I realized there's so much more new stuff out there than I could have ever imagined. And yeah, so that's, that's really what gets me up in the morning, uh, coming to work every day. I guess other than that, I, I think I, I get to apply some of my experience in cat modeling when, when working with startups. Cat modeling was one of the earliest examples of InsureTech, I think dating back to the 90s. So over the last 30 years, it's really been fully integrated into the um, reinsurance operation. So, so some of that experience is what I can use to help and guide uh, new startups as they work with the insurance industry. We're very glad to, to have you on board, Randy, and it's been uh, great working with you over the last 12 months. Um, I think next it'd be really interesting to, to hear kind of your overview of our team's strategic approach as it expands into APAC and how um, you're, you're leading the efforts to execute that approach. Yeah, um, so I think the um, ventures approach uh, for APAC is really uh, built upon the Ventures 2.0 global strategy that was actually announced uh, last year. So it's the same three focus areas that form our investment thesis. The first focus area is you know, what we call insurers of the future. These are the tech-driven underwriting companies, such as digital brokers, MGAs, or full-stack carriers um, with unique business models across both life and non-life space. And then second focus area is the SaaS companies with uh, innovative technologies that can help us to better capture or represent the risk uh, we underwrite. The third focus area is the, the tech solution that help people live healthier life. So basically health tech. Within APAC specifically, our, our current priority markets are Southeast Asia and India. 
in, in Southeast Asia, most of the local governments are actually quite supportive of insure tech development. And we focus more on the markets with a bit more weight, like Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Vietnam. Um, and then, you know, there's Singapore and Hong Kong, both of which are regional hubs hosting a lot of tech players and, and VCs as well. And then for India, um, I think they, they have a, a less complicated framework in place for us to make investments in the, in the large ecosystem. In terms of uh, execution, we, uh, we follow a, a, a pretty structured approach um, with um, kind of three main building blocks. The uh, first one is uh, making the connection uh, with our clients. Number two, building a network with other VCs in the APAC region. And number three, uh, to make sure that we generate deal flow. This is very much in line with what we've done, what you have done actually, and, and our uh, ventures team in other regions like North America and Europe, kind of helping form uh, our investment thesis in this region of APAC. We first needed to understand what problems are our clients have, what solutions are fundable, and lastly, what solutions are actually available. We now actually have the uh, the deal flow um, from Asia accounting for about 20%, and we have a, a pretty good feedback loop. And speaking of, uh, of deal flow, Randy, it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on the deal flow we're seeing in APAC or the, or the types of startups that um, you've been evaluating. Yeah, so our, our deal flow from APAC currently is dominated by what, you know, what I said earlier, the thesis one uh, tech driven underwriting companies. Altogether, we think uh, there's at least 350 to 400 pure insure tech um, startups in Asia and probably many, many more where insurance can be integrated or bundled with other product offerings. The underwriting companies account for about, I think, 70%. Um, and then the, re the remaining 30% are the, the pure SaaS players. The 70-30 um, split probably has to do with the fact that InsureTech is still nascent here in Asia, um, and, and being an underwriting company is the most direct way to, uh, to disrupt the industry and maximizing a company's valuation. Um, so, so yeah, it makes sense um, for founders to take advantage of that. Yeah, Randy, it's an it's an interesting point you you mentioned about the the prominence of of tech driven underwriting companies in APAC. I think there, as we've talked about as a team, there, there are definitely parallels to, to other regions. Um, and in particular, I'd share kind of the parallel through the lens of what we call and have, have observed in terms of an InsureTech MGA cycle, where we've seen kind of three main phases um, in other regions. I'll speak specifically about North America, where we've seen uh, phase one um, be kind of startups and founders focused on um, standard personal lines, 
then phase two, um, InsureTech's kind of flood into the small commercial space. With now kind of being in phase three, where startups are, are launching more so in kind of commercial, mid and, and large market commercial and, and specialty lines, kind of more um, difficult classes of business. So I'd say um, in, in North America, we're, we're certainly in phase three. Europe is probably somewhere in between phase two and, and phase three. Um, curious how you'd think about APAC in terms of where um, the region is at in, in that in that cycle framework. Yeah, um, I think for APAC, um, I, I would say we're about to enter into phase two. And this is because we're, we're seeing many uh, digital brokers transitioning to MGAs or full stack carriers. And we also see embedded insurance starting to emerge and very much following the trends in the US and Europe. We, we notice the increase in the number of players also targeting the small business customer segment and moving to small commercial lines. So yeah, I think SMEs are the customer segments that, that offer a lot of growth opportunity um, for insurance in Asia. You know, and, and they, they really both been uh, underserved by the incumbent players for a long time. So Randy, from the from the in terms of the ecosystem of startups focusing on on tech driven underwriting in Asia, what's what's drawing your attention so far? I think overall we're we're very interested in companies that's figured out a way to use tech to access um, new customer segments like individuals and SMEs. And what we like to see is you know, with the right use of technology for underwriting companies to get around some of the traditional hurdles uh, we have in, in the region, for example, high uh, commission rates. So, so to give an example of that, you know, one thing we have been seeing is this SME super app idea. We see quite a few startups recently developing you know, super apps to help SME customers with their bookkeeping and inventory management work, which was all done with pen and paper traditionally, um, but with the app service, now they're able to build a large user base um, and, and then follow up with lending and insurance solutions all through the same app. And, and some companies uh, even go a step beyond uh, trying to build a B2B marketplace with that. Another thing um, is a clear focus on customers. So it's been a long time for insurance companies, I think, to look at things from, you know, our own perspectives, right? Which is by the insurance product, and, and how we do the underwriting. So yeah, so we think this is um, key to the future success of any company really for, for all industries. Yeah, Randy, really agree with the, the customer centricity point and kind of the, the breath of fresh air that um, InsureTech startups are bringing to the table from, from this standpoint. Um, would be great to hear your perspective on kind of specific um, 
you know, intertech segments you're you're seeing that in. Yeah. Um, so I guess in terms of companies, we've uh, engaged with a number of uh, startups in India, for example. Now these are companies who have looked at the uh, SME businesses and and form a, a pretty good understanding about their needs. Um, so so they they came to us and said that the SME customer needs are are not just one particular insurance coverage, but a bundle of protections for their employees, for their physical property, their online asset. And what we see, what we saw in uh, 2021 um, last year with this much higher awareness for healthcare in India after COVID, some of these uh, players were able to, to grow really significantly with employee benefits business. And now um, this year, they are um, actively talking to the supply side and capacity providers to, to expand their, their product offering. So that's one example. Um, another one I can think of is um, a very interesting startup we saw in Pakistan. And, and this one fits with the, um, the SME super app I, I talked about earlier. So, so this company, you know, they took the time to identify the needs from SMEs in Pakistan, you know, especially in terms of the basic accounting and bookkeeping work. That's really consuming the SME owners, just hours of their time on a daily basis. So they, they see this is the opportunity for them to come in to the um, SME segment um, offered the app they have that can really help to address the customer needs. And then everything else um, in terms of the finan financial and insurance product offering just follows pretty naturally from that. I think other than that, in the B2C space, we also see digital agents and brokers being very active in markets like Hong Kong and Singapore. They cater to the lifestyle needs of individual consumers, bite-sized insurance covers for things like electronic gadgets or activities such as hiking, cycling, um, you know, things like that as, as part of a overall lifestyle slash well-being package. And Randy, you know that that's really helpful, and and I think um, another thing that would be great to hear from you on is really some of the challenges for underwriting-driven startups in in APAC that that you've observed. Yeah, yeah, a, a couple of um, common challenges we notice for startups in the underwriting space. First one, you know, as I mentioned before, things like the the high commissions. Um, distribution partners often require in Asia. You know, this is really a, a, a difficult hurdle. Another challenge probably is that, you know, the individual markets in Southeast Asia, for example, they're just too small in terms of the scale. And also the markets can be quite competitive. So, so building a, a regional platform across Southeast Asia is a strategy that makes sense 
but that's a, that's a really difficult and very challenging task when you consider how diverse the different countries and markets. So yeah, that's that's another big challenge for a lot of the startups. Randy, we've talked uh, quite a bit thus far about um, what we call thesis one in sure tech, so tech-driven underwriting companies. Let's let's talk now about what we call thesis two or or software-driven companies. Um, you know, why do you think these types of, of software startups are are less prominent in in APAC? So the thesis two software companies are the ones offer solutions like pricing models, underwriting in the claims platform or, or risk engineering tools, and and there's new emerging areas such as uh, cyber, climate change risk, and ESG which require not just tools, but also, you know, a lot of expertise and, and real insight. Here in Asia, I think due to a very fast growth in the overall economy and, and the financial industry, there, there really just not enough professionals with experience and, you know, the expertise required to support the development. So in terms of SaaS solutions, um, what we see most commonly are just the front end slash distribution focus API solutions, um, which are still, you know, pretty simple. And it's been rare um, for me to come across other types, you know, that require more in-depth knowledge or expertise about the risk and the specific segment in the insurance value chain. Randy, we have time for, for one more question here. Um, and I think it's a really important one. Um, where do you see the, the insure tech journey headed for, for APAC in the next few years, both in general and also for, for SCORE? Yeah, well, I think, um, Already, insurtechs are, are making um, their presence uh, felt. Some of the new, um, fresh perspectives startups bring to the table, um, you know, like the, the laser sharp focus on customer needs or the more streamlined, efficient process. These things are definitely making a difference already um, in the industry today. Also, uh, you know, here in Asia, things are really just getting started. We, we still have very low insurance penetration relative to other, you know, more mature markets or regions. And, and there's a, a increase in the risk awareness and healthcare awareness, especially after COVID. Um, so, so Asia offers a, a huge opportunity, I think, for startups to you know, do a lot of testing and learning. Um, and then most governments in Asia are, are quite supportive of insurtech development. You know, with the latest example uh, being that the new chairman at the Insurance Regulatory Authority of India, really now promoting tech and innovation. So, so I think, yeah, insurtechs are, are really going to to make this you know big difference and, and probably also changing how customers are served 
um, fundamentally, including SMEs or even the large commercial clients eventually. So, so on the one hand, I see Asia following the footsteps of North America and Europe in terms of insure tech development. And on the other hand, there's new business models and, and breakthroughs from Asia as well that can apply uh, globally. So Ping An from China, uh, Botech from Singapore are, are good uh, examples of that. And I would expect uh, more to come. Thanks, Randy, for sharing um, your, your insight. Um, I, I know I'm really excited about the, the future of InsureTech and APAC um, generally and also for, for our team. And, and thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. We hope you find it useful. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Will. Thank you to all of our guests for joining today. You can subscribe to the Score Innovation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other audio platforms and be our first listener to new episodes. If you want to share your insights with us, then send us a message at scorepodcast at score.com. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode of Score Innovation Podcast.